doubting themselves and whether they can get or not. And, and the highest level athletes can can feel it. They're gonna stop, they're gonna stop loving the sport. I, I, I've seen it happen where some kids just get beat up. Would you say it's more that those blocks are more created because of a coach, a parent, or just a fear of the unknown? Uh <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Cheer Up. Uh, today, I have a really special guest on the pod, man. I really want to introduce you to this guy. His name is Devrin, uh, also known as the Tumble Freak. Uh, I usually do my research on people that I have on the podcast, but I did a very, very little. And we're just going to shoot the shot here and just, you know, we're going to wing it. And uh, like I always do, have a conversation with my guest. And I want him to introduce himself and... I want him to tell you a little bit about himself. So today, welcome Devrin, the Tumble Freak, to the podcast. What's up, Devrin? Hey, what's up, Renato? How are you? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm getting over a little, I don't know if I could say it was a cold or sinuses, but I'm getting over it. It's been like two weeks that I haven't shot a podcast at all because of it. I've been like coughing. I don't know. It's it's going around. So I don't know if you had that. No, I feel like I'm always battling something. Uh, my son just started kindergarten, so. <laughs> oh um, man, I'm trying to keep 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 healthy. Uh, I'm around a lot of kids all day, every day. So uh, it's a challenge, but just get sleep, <laughs> sleep and <laughs> that. That's <laughs> it. I think that's what I need is sleep. But yeah, it's true, especially you that you're around a lot of kids. And I have three girls. They're in school with the, a bunch of kids, and yeah. it's just they're just bringing stuff home. And I'm like, I was like, I felt like I was getting better, and then all of a sudden, just this coming this Monday, I was like, man, what the heck? It's not going away. So I had to say, you know what? Let's just do this. I wasn't gonna postpone. Let's just do this, and you know, yeah, because I felt I felt like crap not having a podcast for like a week, a week and a half. I was like, dang, but yeah, man. I'm glad you came on too, though. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. I'm very excited. All right, so let's get started, man. Let 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 the people know. Let the audience know what you're all about. How you started, you know, tumbling, and because right now, correct me if I'm wrong, and as far as what I know, is that you're a tumbling coach. Yes. Yes. Tumbling. Uh, and and cheer too. Uh, because I do stunting. Uh, with uh, athletes. Uh, but mainly tumbling. Uh, just work with kids from zero to the most advanced levels, you know, um, to get them trained up uh, mentally, physically, and and right here. Yeah, know. that's awesome. That's the most important part. So, tell me where you started. Like, how do you 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 know you I, were you a cheerleader back in the day? T um, take me through your journey, man. I started cheerleading back in high school. I, I played football. I ran track. And uh, got cut every year from basketball. So uh, it's crazy. Um, so I was hanging out with some girls after school, some cheerleaders, and they asked me to throw a toe touch um, and just some jumps. And I did. And, and it was pretty decent, you know, just being athletic. I was able to get up in the air. And uh, they invited me to join the cheer team there in my high school back in Ohio. Um. And I, I just never stopped, man. I learned to tumble from the cheer advisor there um, and did that for two years. Uh, then when I went to college at University of Cincinnati, 
and I cheered uh, on varsity there for about three or four years. It's pretty amazing. Learned to stunt more. Um, and during that time, I, I began teaching, and it became my, my profession. It never stopped. And this was uh, – I graduated high school in 95. So my junior year, I started cheering. Uh, um, started coaching around 97. Oh, dang. Okay, cool. Florida doing the same thing. So it goes back. You, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when you said – you graduated in 95. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I graduated in 1998. So we're around that age. You're a little older than me. But for those that don't know math, keep it that way. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So 1997, you started coaching, at, uh, right? Is that correct? You started in coaching? Yeah. In Cincinnati. Oh, so yeah. you've been coaching. You you have a good record of coaching athletes. Yeah, I started with this guy, um, Don Perry, and this Acro chair. Um, and he was like a former strength coach for some NFL teams. Uh, but he he did gymnastics coming up and I worked for him and he taught me a lot of good stuff about fundamentals um and technique and um and it helped me carry me to where I am today. Uh and that's how I got started there in Cincinnati. Yeah, I went back to Lima, Ohio. And I coached there at an all-star facility, which was my first time dealing with all-stars. You know, I just, I had just done high school cheer. Right. Got into that world, saw, you know, routines coming together and training different athletes and the stunting coming along. Um, and then I moved down here, you know, on a, on a whim just to go to culinary school. Oh, shoot. You know? Yeah. So, so let me ask there. you this. Let me ask you a question. So back then, high school cheer was just, you know, you're talking about 19, you graduated in 1987, so 1995, right? I mean, 19, you got in 1995. So let's say 1994, you know, it's it was pretty much pom-poms and no stuntings. Or was there any stunting well, back then, like in, in tumbling? We were just, there, were, there was no stunting. You know, we in high school, right. Tumbling and cheers, you know, basic. Basic cheer. So, what was the tumbling like? Was it like pretty basic tumbling, like, or was it um, crazy like now? No, like I, I just did round off back tucks and standing back tucks, layouts, you know, and that was enough to entertain the crowd. Uh, right. I went to school with he would do uh, round off back handsprings, switching hands, you know, to tucks and a, a full. And that was the highest thing you would see. No doubles, no whips. Right. Uh, did you ever think back then you were going to be where you are right now no i i still to this day can't believe that this is my profession and um and what i do for a living you know um work with kids i feel it's a blessing to help kids out uh teach them some things build their confidence and um also keep myself in shape, you know. It's, it's not even like a job, you know. I just go to work. And, and you know, it's, uh, I I feel you. I hear you for sure. When I was um, back in 2007, I, from 2007 to 2010, I was a fireman. And it didn't feel like a job. I was like, I yeah. love going there. And it didn't feel like work. I was like, I'm 
I'm I'm going to the hot firehouse. I was like, it didn't feel like work. So I know what you what you're saying. Like when yeah. you love something so much that it doesn't even feel like work. It's not. Oh. Yeah. Um, doing that I, in 2005, I started Tumble Freak and branched off on my own, and uh, it's just been building ever since then. I uh, got nice. the brand. Yeah. So um, you have a good background doing that. And then the support of other gyms too, I'm sure, helped you. Yeah, I built up quite a, a rapport with everybody um, and a level of respect. I respect their gyms and their athletes, and and they respect me. They know I'm not coming in trying to take their kids. I'm not recruiting. I'm not sending anybody anywhere. I My main goal is I'm, I'm going to build up this kid so that they can go back to their home gym and, and contribute the best they can. So, oh, you you said your your boy is just turned one, or he's one, right? Five. Oh, is he is he starting to do a little cartwheel and stuff like that? You're trying yeah, to teach him to? Yeah. And uh, when he was little, before he could walk, I would stunt him, put him in the air all high. I'd say, Elliot, let's, let's do tall as a tree. And he'd come run over. I'd put him up in the air. But as he got a little older, by three and a half, four years old, he was like, this is a little high. And, you know, <laughs> He doesn't like to do this much anymore. Even though he's <laughs> on the highest tree and uh, he's adventurous, but that freaks him out a little bit now. But <laughs> yeah, he tumbles. He tumbles. Everybody yeah. asks me to bring him to my gym. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, boys are always, always needed at All Star Cheers. Yeah, that's how it was with me in college. You know, I, I went, I was playing basketball with my buddies. And I looked over and I saw the cheerleaders. And I'm like, well, I got to go talk to these guys. I did this in high school. So went over, started chatting, um, told them what I did, and threw a couple of girls in the air because I had a little bit of experience doing that. Um, and showed them my tumbling because I already had that. And they pulled me right on varsity cheer at the University of Cincinnati. Um, the team was, the basketball team was number one every year coming out the gate. Um, so we traveled everywhere with them, um, competed at nationals here in Florida, um, UCA nationals, just some great experiences coming up in cheer. Um, yeah, I built up a little more tumbling as we did that. But even then when I was cheering, tumbling wasn't like, like it is today. You know? Right. You had a team with run off hand fools. You had like maybe a couple people with some fools on the team. At least oh. at, at Cincinnati, you go to like Kentucky and and Moorhead University. You know those guys had like squad full, squad doubles, but that was it. Was it? They went whipping, punch through. So, they weren't know, doing that. I mean, stunts were were basic, man. You get them up, you hit, and you pop down, and you move on. That's it. So huh. watching it change over. Has been yeah, how did how did you adjust as far as the change coming from, you know, something that you weren't taught? Did you have to like self teach yourself all this stuff? And like, mm -hmm. how did you know? How did you transition to teaching that to these kids nowadays that are, are you know? I think uh, <laughs> learning was, uh, thank goodness it was it was easy for me. I was athletic. Um, I had a passion for wanting to and a desire to to tumble. When I was little, uh, I 
like five years old, I had the phone book out, show my mom and dad, put me in this gymnastics academy. You know, I want to do gymnastics. Um, but I never did until I started cheering in high school. And the cheer advisor helped me learn how to do a back tuck. You know, I, I tried to learn a back handspring. It was hard. I was horrible. I would just jump back and hit my head every time. I mean, just, and this was hard not because we're in the wrestling room at school on just wrestling mats. There's no spring floor. Right. Um, so she's like, let's just try a back tuck. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, and then she's five foot, maybe. So if I bailed or did anything wrong, I don't know how she's going to save me, but she helped me get over on a back tuck. And then like within an hour, I was throwing it. And, um, and just, I think, wanting to tumble and, and really like letting that override my fear and doubts uh, helped me get into it. And then um, just being blessed with the ability to convey um, the information to my students now, how to do this, you know, using my experience. What did I have to learn uh, from my coaches and Don at Acro Cheer? They're learning from your failures, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I tell them, I'm like, I'm giving you all the information that I didn't have, you know, so that you can hopefully go through less, you know, failures, you know, on your way to what you want. Right. And we're going we're gonna to mess up. Everybody's going to mess up. You know, but I tell my students, I don't care if you mess up, make the mistake. Just, um, I do care if you keep doing the same mistake. So just learn quick from your mistakes yeah um, and doing telling them that kind of takes some pressure off because a lot of people don't want to mess up they don't want to disappoint the coach uh whoever's watching themselves um the parents the parents yeah exactly man so i try to take a lot of pressure mentally off of a kid um or any athlete um so that they can get back to focus and thinking about uh what to do and believing believing they can do it yeah that's awesome man so um i know you work with many many athletes right now right uh every day so when you start working with an athlete do you how do you assess an athlete i mean i know you can assess an athlete physically and and they can show you what what they know right that's a way to assess them but how do you how do you assess an athlete mentally this, is there such a thing? Do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I tell them at the very beginning, um, uh, no matter how advanced or how basic you are, I'm going to start you from the basics. My first time meeting the kid, you know, they could be a level five athlete from top gun. Uh, show me your show me your handstand, you know, and and how much attention to detail they put to that and how clean they control it. And I move on cartwheel, round off, back walk over, front walk over. And all the while I'm looking at their control. Um, and especially like if it's just a basic skill and, and they have a lot of skills, do they give it the attention, you know? Um, and then I just, uh, once we get to the harder skills, I just watch for uh, physical cues, you know, how, how do they, do they hesitate? to do things and stuff? Are they watching me and worry about what I'm doing? Or are they just going going for it and being brave, thinking about what they're doing? And I kind of get a little picture of what that kid can do. I, I, I can see their strength from that. 
that's about it. You know, and just talk to him. I talk a lot. And my students tell me, you talk too much. I'm like, good. Listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> please. And I asked him for feedback, you know, talk back to me. Tell me what you're feeling, um, uh, like emotionally. Uh, and I have them tell me what they're doing, you know, and just get, get answers. The reason why I ask you about how do you assess somebody, an athlete mentally, um, is because there's there could be a really good athlete, one that I know, um, throwing fulls, right, or throwing even back tucks, or in, but can, they can even get stuck and like get this mental block. She has this mental block, and um, and so when you look at an athlete that's a level five tumbler, you know how do you assess them mentally when that you know they can do it. But they have this mental block at certain points. And it's like, how do you even work with that? How do you fix that? My definition of a mental block is uh, not controlling your thoughts when you have to do whatever it is you have to do. You know, because what you think controls what you do, what you say. So um, <clears throat> an athlete that's just starting to tumble and, and scared to go backwards in a back walkover or a, an athlete in, in the case of the young lady, you know, that's may get stuck on a fool. They're thinking, thinking about what may or may not happen, you know, instead of, all right, what do I have to do? The basic, the basic ingredients for that skill. Um, and then other than that, um, it's doubt. So besides the fear of not being able to do something or what may or may not happen, doubting themselves and whether they can get it or not. And, and the highest level athletes can can feel it. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, someone doing just starting, you know, and it can be, there's so many reasons, you know, that can cause a mental block. Yeah. I personally think like, Sometimes parents have a lot to do with that mental block. Um, when a when a parent is, uh, how do how do how do I say it? When a parent is tough on you because you're not getting something, you're. It, I think that in that that kid in their mind is like, oh crap! If I don't do this, my parent, my my mom, my dad's gonna be like this. If I don't do this, uh, you know, I I think that has a lot to do with it. Would you agree? Like sometimes would they tell you? Would they tell you? Oh. My dad's gonna, or majority of our moms that are in the gym, but or would you do they tell you, oh, my mom's gonna be mad, don't show this because she's gonna be mad if I don't get it? Do you get athletes like that? I and I ask them, um, what's blocking you? Is it your mom? Is, your, is it your parent out there watching you? Are you worried about that? Um, are you worried about your coach? Because coaches yeah. too can have influence, you know, over these kids. You know, we're we're the one right there in their face, you know, training them. So it, it, it could be what they think about us, their parents, um, other athletes. You know, and I've, I've had kids, you know, tell me, oh, my, my mom, you know, she just, if I don't do it, she's not going to be mad at me. And I've had private lessons where I literally sat and just talked, you know, to get into here and here where the root of the problem is. Because the kid that I was working with at that time, she could do the most perfect handspring, back handspring ever. I mean, it was flawless. Wow. But 
Um, she didn't, I mean, besides just going backwards, you know, she had that pressure from mom on her stuff. And, and I tell them like, don't do it for, for your mom. You know, they, they put you in here and bring you, they're supporting you and paying for your private lessons and your training. Um, but you're the one out here doing it. You know, so don't think about them because if you're thinking about them, you're, you're not thinking about yourself. Uh, and I tell them, same about their coach. Don't do it for your coach. Don't do it for your parents. Do it for yourself. You want to do it. And I ask them, do you want to do this? You know, and if their response is yes, which it usually is, they kids want to tumble. They want to participate in, in something that they love to do, whether it's cheer or not. I'm like, then your desire has to be greater than your fear of, of failure, of the scary stuff that going upside down is not natural and flipping back is not natural. So just understand that's part of, you know, where you want to go. So just accept that. Um, don't worry about, don't worry about your coaches and, and, and your parents. Just hear what they tell you. Take the information that, that's relevant to what you have to do and, and, and focus on that. So I have a daughter that yeah. tumbles and she she's a level two tumbler and she does back handsprings, right? And she was afraid of her coach. So that in itself gave her the biggest mental block. Like I can't do it. And come to find out it was her coach that she was afraid of her, that she was going to not do it and that the coach was going to yell at her or you know, sometimes coaches say, "I'm I'm gonna put you in prep in a prep team if you don't throw your back, yeah. you know, your 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 skill." So yeah. that like put this big mental block on her, and she she was like, "I I can't tumble, I can't do it, I can't do it." And I and I and I feel you when you say coaches be a big influence on kids when they when they coach, yeah. um, and because it, it was like she couldn't do it, and then when she did it. It was the weirdest thing because she was like the happiest, and then her, her coach um, gave her praise, gave her positive reinforcement, and she was a completely different kid. She was yeah. like, now she was throwing three back handsprings in a row. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, what? It's they true. And and I tell them, just prove it to yourself. They prove it to themselves they, that they can do it, you know, and not try to prove to anybody else, you know, and they'll get done they'll get that joy, you know, and, and feel comfortable moving forward, you know, out of that block, you know, because a block is just you not thinking you can do it, you know, or being afraid to do it. Right. And, it was that fear of like not doing it, not being, it was that fear of not doing it. And then the coach coming back at her yeah. to reprimand her, you know, and or whatever. Coach, like I can be, I, I, I can be hard on a student. You know, I, I want to push kids because our, our jobs as coaches are to push kids um, harder than what they think they can do. You know, and as a coach, we have to measure what is that level that that kid can take. You know, so if I'm if I'm going in on a kid and, and it's and I see them responding, responding. Like in a, in a negative way that, you know, from my push, I just got to adjust myself. Every kid is different, you know. Every kid takes in uh, positive, uh, uh, whereas uh, constructive criticism differently. Every kid takes it in differently, and 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 uh, 
projects it different too. Some kids will shut down. Some kids will talk back, right? And, and, and like right, every kid is different. So I think that's very important as a coach to kind of like assess the kid and be and know how to, like you said, know how to, you know, give that feedback. Would you say it's more that those blocks are more created because of a coach, a parent, or just a fear of the unknown? Uh, that, all of those. There, there's never all of those. There's never one reason. But the biggest influencers are a coach, a parent, um, or teammates, or maybe the the a, a, a circumstance. You know? Teammates, I think, yeah, it's true. Yeah, teammates, you know, and feeling like there's a, a need to compete. In which, in all-star cheerleading, you're not just competing against other teams. You're competing against everybody on that floor with you to an extent because um, not everybody can be point. Not everybody's going to fly. Um, not everybody's even going to be in the stunts. You might be on the side, oh, you, you go tumble, you know, because yeah. we have these spots filled. So you're competing. I tell kids, take somebody's spot. It's not personal. It's business. You know, do and if you want to get to the front, you know, do what you got to do. Like We need to do a little better, not pushing our kids, because that can cause a lot of anxiety. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and the thing with parents, some parents um, may have been an athlete in another sport or maybe not even an athlete at all. So sometimes, and, and cheer is, is just different than most sports. You know, it's not like football where you're just running and you're hitting somebody. Um, <clears throat> you know, baseball, yeah, you got to worry about a ball coming at you, but it's, it's still different, you know, in, in cheer and in tumbling. Um, well, tumbling, you're going upside down, flipping backwards, you know, so that there's just a, a level of uh, what would you call it? Just body control, kind of like just confidence, you know, that you have to have okay. and keeping yourself to it and body control. Because if you can't control it, you're <clears throat> not going to do it, or you're going to fall. You're going to fall. Yeah. So there's all that to, that's weighing on your mind, you know, that if you're just yeah. an observer, you can see it, but you don't feel it. You know, and I, so when you say parents put that on their kids, you know, that anxiety, a kid's like, you don't know. I hear kids, you come do it. They tell their parents, you come do it. And the parents are like, I'm paying for it. Blah, 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 blah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And even me, um, you know, when I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't flip backwards when I was first starting at all. You know, I would do a fake back handspring and jump to the side. I would do front flips. I do front handsprings. It took a, a little lady who was like four eleven, five foot to stand there, put her hand on my back for me to feel halfway comfortable jumping up and backwards, you know? Um, and even when I would get up to doing higher level skills, I still have to like get my mind right, you know? so that I can just go ahead and do what I got to do. How do you help your athletes develop the confidence in their abilities? Uh, I, I'm, uh, I make them identify the positives that they do. Because so many, I, I could ask a kid, 
um, after they throw a skill, all right, um, tell me about that. You know, how do you feel? And they'll rattle off like three or four negative things right away. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, true. So and I'm like, all right, tell me something good about it. And they get stuck, you know, because they're thinking that it's not good enough or that it's not right. So I'll, I'll point out what they do good and I'll make them do it, too. And sometimes I tell them, I don't want to hear anything negative about what you're doing. Only tell me what you like about what you do. Because you know, if you are not cheering or if you're not cheering yourself up, then it's going to be hard to build build up. You know, you can't just critique yourself negatively. And yeah. same goes for coaches. You can't just look at the bad. I mean, our job is to pick apart and find the bad and fix it. But we have to also help train them to look at the good too. Yeah. Because I think with with I think with every with every negative not negative reinforcement I wouldn't say negative but with every negative how do I don't want to say like you know what I'm trying to say with every with every piece that's they're not doing right I believe it should there should be a positive reinforcement accompanied yeah. to that yeah find a balance because nothing's right. ever all good nothing's ever all bad you know but right. keep trying to balance those scales out you know. And help them get to where they have to be here and here. Because if you, yeah. if you lose a kid here and here, they'll stop loving the sport. They're gonna stop. They're gonna stop loving the sport. I, I, I've seen it happen where some kids just get beat up, you know, mentally or physically. You know, you hear things about certain gyms and and their approaches to 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 teaching, and you're like, oh, you know. Um, and then you see other programs where. It's more, and you can be hard on the kid without breaking them down. Right. Your, our job is not to break a kid down. It's to, you know, yeah, toughen them up, you know, physically and mentally, uh, but build them up, cheer it up. <clears throat> yeah, true. I agree. When it comes to injuries, is yes. is <clears throat> I know with injuries, that's that's got to be tough as far as a, a coach goes trying to get them to tumble again. Um, how do you approach that? You know, you got to approach, I'm sure you got to approach, correct me if I'm wrong, you got to approach the injury and you got to approach their their mind and yeah. try to help them balance that out and get them to overcome that. How do you get them to overcome that? Oh, man. Um, getting over injuries is, once again, kind of going back to the beginning or maybe not only the beginning, but slowing them down making them realize uh, or more conscious and observing of, of um, say, for instance, if, if they break their wrist or their arm and they come back to tumbling, make them um, ask them, do you feel any pain? You know, start with, I start with handstands. Do you feel any pain? No. Do your cartwheel? Ooh, no. Do this drill and like block off this. Do you feel anything? And get them to realize, okay, I, my, I don't feel any pain. The pain will is what caused that fear and big time. Um, and then just take it slow. If you're doing a back handspring, I help them out, let them take their time until we just speed back up slowly. So just crawl on again. You know? um, it just takes time. It's time and, and slow down. Don't rush. Don't feel like you got to hurry up and get back unless they, unless you gauge it and you see them pushing and they're okay, you know, and, and they go as fast as the athlete wants to. 
don't go as fast right. as you want to as a coach. I I go at their pace and I push, you know, more than, a little bit more than what they think they can, you know, and until I see that I, I can't push them anymore and I slow down, slow down. Man. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, because my daughter had an injury and she did not want to tumble. My oldest, the one that you saw at uh, – at Defy, she had an injury. Uh, she broke her, hum- her humerus. Yeah, and man, she did not want to tumble. She was tumbling really good, and uh, I mean, nothing crazy. It was just back hands, back handsprings. We, it was the hardest thing to get her to do. And then she got it, broke her arm. It's funny because when she got, she was doing her back handsprings. She was at, at a tryout. You know, you try out every year, right? So she did her warm up back handspring, broke her arm at the warm up, just warming up. Then when she had to show it off to all the coaches, she had a broken arm doing her backhand spring. Then after that, nobody knew because she didn't tell anybody. She was just, you know, she was, I guess, just that tough when I, and then after her tryout, she did a backhand spring. Then she went to base other athletes with a broken arm. I was like, then after she got, she was done. She's like, yeah, I feel pain. It's hurting. We took it to to the doctor show and I was broken. I was like, why didn't you tell anybody? It's like, I don't know. I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> desire over fear, desire over pain. She she wanted to keep on going. And pressure. Yeah. Um, kids are under pressure, man, to perform, you know, especially tryout time. Oh, really. Right. She probably put in a lot of work to get that handspring, you know, and and then she didn't know it was totally broke too. So that helped. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> She did not know it was broken. We didn't know. She was just like, oh, it hurts. But she just kept going. I was like, it's crazy. So, yeah, take step by step. That's that's, that's it is. breaking it's it traumatic. down. It's traumatic, you know, breaking breaking a, a bone and injuring yourself, you know, or, or a bad fall. You know, kids get up in the air and they fall and they crash on their neck and and you get flashbacks, you know. You see that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And these coaches – um have experienced everybody falls everybody falls i don't care who you are if you haven't fallen like they say you haven't done it enough you know and it may be a big fall it may be a little fall you know you're gonna you're gonna feel it sometimes what is something that the sport cheerleading has taught you just maybe narrow to one thing that it has taught you that you apply to your life or teach your students? With cheer, um, working together um, is, is key, but doing your job, you know, building yourself up uh, to be able to contribute to the team, you know, team effort, you know, is key, you know, and just, just handle your business and, and um, and overcome obstacles, you know, as you go in life. But uh, definitely that. Just do your job so you can help out the team. It's not an individual sport, but you got you have to build up the individual. You know, because it's it's made up of a team. You know? Yeah, I hear you for sure. All right, so uh, can you tell me like what has been uh, one of the attributions to your success and uh, and being where you are right now in your career, what has been that one attribution to to where you are right now? Um, 
I think um, one thing that's really helped me is to be able to be able to communicate my communication with my students, you know, um, is the biggest key. You know, I can paint a picture in their minds of, of what to do and get them to think about their bodies and the control and also um, help them feel confident with that information to do what they have to do to overcome fears and doubts. Um, that's it. Just being able to talk to them. Yeah, it's, I think that's yeah, huge. With the, the psychological aspects of it, being able to, I'm able to get inside their heads and and, and kind of bring down some of their, some of that anxiety that they may feel. Uh, when we first start a lesson, I, I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, uh, look, I don't care if you make a mistake. Well, I don't care. You know, just learn from mistake. And I tell them, I don't care if you're scared. I tell them, I just get this all out the way. I don't care if you're scared. And then I ask them right after that, do you want to do this? You know, is your mom making you do it? Is anybody making you come here? Do you want to get this skill? And they're usually saying yes. So I was like, okay, so um, your desire has to be greater than your fear to go get this skill. You know, and it's okay to be scared. You know, it's part of life. It's that emotion and that feeling that makes you check yourself in serious situations, scary situations, and going upside down and backwards flipping is that. So um, I don't care if you're scared. You know, be, be scared. Just don't let it stop you from thinking about what to do and don't and don't let it stop you from believing you can do it. And yeah. then, I, love, I love that quote, man. I love that that statement. I, let your desire be greater than your fear. Yeah, yeah. I've used that for a long time, man. And tell them just want it, want it a lot. And I tell them, you know, their kids. I'm like, and I don't care if you're tired. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. you're young, you're strong. Um, your body is going to tell you, oh, I can't do it or I feel tired. And your heart has to want it, and your brain's got to be like, um, I tell you what to do. You get up and let's go. You know, where yeah. from, you know, from being dead tired. Like you watch chilling and it'll be the end of practice. They've run like five full outs and they're beat. He's sweating, leaning over, hair looking like bleh. <laughs> and and that coach is like, set it up again. You yeah. know, you want to get out of here? Set. You know, and I bet you they hit that mug. Yeah. Hit that again. And then, they do it again. They do it again. And they, yeah. do, and they do they do it tight. And you got to dig. You teach them to dig. And, you know, you know I, uh, before I forget, I, I love that you ask them and get that all out of the way. Yeah. Like, why are you here? Are you here because your mom's making you? Are you here because you want to do it? I, lo I actually love that. It's like, it's true. Sometimes kids just are there because their parents are pushing them to be there and they don't want to do it. So, you won't get results. They won't get the results they want. You know what I mean? And you're struggling with trying to teach somebody that really doesn't want to be there, that's being forced to be there. I love that you get that out of the way as you know, before you start tumbling. You know, or they're there to be with their friends and cheers a social sport. So you, that comes with the territory. You gotta yeah. understand some kids just wanna be on a team with their friends, you know, because they can. Um and you gotta ask, why are you here? You know, and if and if 
if they want it, then you can push them harder. If they're if if they're there and keep it real, if you're here because you want to have fun, do it. You know, still gonna push yeah. you, but I know right. how much you push you. You feel me? So yeah, I hear you. No, that's great. So if you were ten years younger, right, and think about where you were at that time, right, relationship wise, career, family, friendships. And and you can think about where you where you were then, right? And what advice would you give your ten year, uh, your ten year younger self? Uh, um, to not hold back. You know, don't hold back and, and do more. Um, because there's no limit, you know. But I just tell myself not hold back on how hard I push a kid, how much I demand out of an athlete, how much I demand out of myself, you know, as far as building my business and, and putting myself out there more. Um, don't hold back. That's so. awesome. Don't hold back. I I can definitely relate with that, uh, Devrin. It's, uh, it's, I think a lot of us, we, we like, you know, fear. He Fear holds us back. Um, the unknown holds us back. You know, so I, I think that's that's awesome. That's good to you know. Um I'm scared of failure. If you fail, if you fall, that's okay. <laughs> exactly. As long as you get back up, man. That's it. Okay, Zero. So let me ask you this. Like I know, like, as you know, cheerleading is 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 all about teamwork, right? But yes. in your opinion, what is that one critical factor that you need in cheerleading? To have a strong team, um, you have to have, um, um, but you have to have kids that want it. You definitely have to have kids that want it. Um, the bigger your your gym is, I think the easier it is to do that because there's pressure. You know, when you have a a, a program that has kids waiting to get in you know, get their turn, you know, like I said before, competing with each other. I want to get, oh, yeah. turn, you know, um, then they, you have a more self-motivation going on to just be better. You know, like look at Top Gun, you got, you got kids waiting to take somebody's spot. Yeah. But, and they know that they have kids waiting to take somebody's spot. So you don't even, I don't even think they have to push their kids as coaches as hard as an athlete, you just have to push themselves to to get a spot and keep a spot, you know, because it's not guaranteed. You know? Yeah, I feel you as far as the athlete that wants that spot mm -hmm. is trying to keep make you know keep working, and the athlete that's that's has that spot to not lose that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to work on both ends, you know, to keep keep us excelling and. Um, and building up your team. You know? So I think just desire, kids wanting it, you know, having it. athletes who do want it, and they're going to work hard for you, you know, and have, being a coach that can get kids to work hard for you. Yeah. Because you can't, you really can't have an athlete, You I'm sorry, you really can't have a coach make you want something. Oh. It's got to be within you. It's got to be within yourself. You really got to want that spot. You really going to want to cheer. You really want to want to get better. Um so yeah, I 
I yeah. get that. That's true. You got to want kids, it. I tell kids just that. I can't make you get out. Your mom can't make you get it. They can pay money to bring you here, but no one can make you do anything. You know, if you want it, I'll help you do it. We'll, you got you got the support team. You got your parents paying for you. Um, you got your coach putting time in for you. You know, and, and if they don't want it, I tell them, don't waste your time. Don't waste your parents' money. You know, I'm okay because they're paying me. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but then I could be helping somebody else who wants it. You know? Yeah, so, makes sense. That's true. Um, so, yeah, you got to have a kid who wants it. Nice. Nice. Okay, so my my biggest motivation for this podcast, my biggest purpose for this podcast is like to inspire other kids. You know, it's it's not about like I, I don't know if you've watched it before, but it's not about like the technique or cheerleading in general. It's about more like mental mental toughness, you know, motivation, and you know, want to motivate kids, inspire kids to be great, right? In this podcast, if they can get something out of this podcast. If the parents can learn something about this podcast that they can apply to their kids, kind of like we were talking about the parents not pushing them too much, that they can get anxiety and anxious and, you know, not love the sport. You know, that's my whole purpose for the podcast. So if there's nothing else in this world about cheerleading or anything, and you have this one athlete that you can share three valuable life lessons so they can be successful, what would they be? Well, <clears throat> the main one is is um, I love this question too because I, I I tell this to kids all the time. Um, what all the all the like all this hard work they put in, all this all the sweat, tears, pain, broken bones and blood, whatever it may be, what they're going through, their this experience. Um, don't let it be for nothing. You know, what they go through, let it make them stronger for something they got to go through in the future. You know, if if um, if they overcome some fear in getting their back handspring or coming back from an injury um, or just accomplishing the goal and, oh, I got my back handspring. What you did to get that back handspring, let it help you. Um know how to deal with the fear and your emotions and any doubts when you got to do a tuck and then when you got to do a layout because because it's going to be a different skill but it's the same emotions and the same dig you gotta you gotta you know you gotta go into yourself for um and then beyond that you know when you got to do some other stuff in life um that's not easy because you worked hard as a cheerleader or as a any athlete um, let that hard work help you, you know, handle your business when you got to get out and get your own job. You got to pay some bills. Um, or if you have to help somebody else, you know, what you went through, let it. You never know when you're going to be a teacher, you know. So if you've gone through some stuff and you struggled and you see somebody, maybe you can help them out, you know, on your team or in school, in life or down the road. Just just um don't forget the lessons you learn don't forget the lessons you learn and and the options you overcome and the fears you've overcome and the doubt you know keep it so they can only make you stronger you know and uh nice and be more confident 
person for yourself. Build yourself up. Because it's bigger. And I tell the kids, too, it's bigger than cheers, bigger than something. I, I, I tell them, I don't care if you get this handspring. You know, I just care that you show yourself, you know, that you can work hard and and deal with with stressful situations or, you know, some yeah. tough stuff in life. Because it ain't easy. This is, I'm like, this isn't the hardest thing you got to deal with in life. You know, I wish it was, but it's not, you know. So just think about what you're doing um, and and go for it. Yeah, man. Listen, thanks so much for 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 jumping on here, being on the podcast, man. It was like, what was it? Like maybe two weeks? You were super busy. Yeah. And finally we yeah. made it happen. Yeah, yeah. I had so much going on, people in town and moving and traveling around. But thank you for inviting me, man. I, I really enjoyed this. Um it was, it was a great experience, man. And and just talking and talking to you and being able to let people know, you know. The tumble, the tumble freak philosophy. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to have you on, man. Share, share your your ideas, your your thoughts, and uh, you know how you how you approach certain things, especially you know with other athletes. So, thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. Thank you, Renato. If you're watching this, please subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give me a follow. I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. Yeah. Later. All right, peace.